Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Big Show, the largest and most unbelievable, well, we hope it's believable, actually, <laughs> largest and most believable podcast that you will ever find of any podcast out there that is recorded in our car. We are, in fact, in the car as usual. We're heading towards the old home place at the moment. And yes, we have another mystery podcast. It's a mystery podcast for both you and Spice, because she does not know the topic. But trust me to be able to sound off for on any particular topic without warning. Yes, but this is this one she's going to be able to sound on with a little bit of authority, because it's one of her topics, and oh. she just doesn't know it yet. Alrighty then. <laughs> okay. In the recent past, we talked about, and we put a podcast out there and an article on you, how you will perform like you prepare, like you train. And I think we did a pretty complete job on that. But I'm sitting here, I'm, we're driving home, and I'm contemplating after we get home, I've spent a day out, that I'm going to have to go to the gym to the and gym. do my minimum, at least, of cardio exercise. This is, this is one of the things I have in front of me. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful day out as far as for March or April. I don't even know what month it is at the moment. It's right about <laughs> the changeover. And it's, it's a beautiful day. In other words, temperature wise, it's very nice, but the wind's blowing 35, 40 miles an hour. And I, I can't ride my bike in that. I that can't do it. Pick me right up and put me in a ditch. Yeah. She was out there ride riding earlier and I thought, are you crazy? But that was before the wind really picked up. I mean, it was started to really pick up while she was out there, and it was it was pretty intense. So, anyway, long story short, what we're going to talk about today is a little bit more specific. Now, we have to get some caveats here. We are not doctors. We do not play doctors on the Internet. We are not physical trainers, nor do we play physical trainers on the Internet. We are not uh, fitness gurus, nor do we tr portray fitness guruhood on we, the internet. But we are people who have been to the gym before a time or two. We are people who are active. I have some professional background in how bodies work in sickness and in health. Okay. So, but we're going to throw out the caveats here, and we're going to throw out the disclaimer that before you start any serious ex or any exercise plan, you should check with your physician to see if you are healthy enough to do the planned exercises. And I'll almost guarantee you 99% of the time their physician will, will not only say yes, but go. Absolutely, do it. Get moving. Yeah. So what we're talking about, what I want to talk about today, and I'm going to throw this out there to Spice, and she can just go off the top of her head on this one, is so you've decided you want to do something. How much is enough? How much is too much? How should I start? What should I do? I mean, I, we're going to assume that everybody who is listening to this program can do something, that you're not a quadriplegic. If you're a quadriplegic, you are way outside what I can do. But even if you're just a paraplegic, there, you, you can get active. You can get that heart moving. 
And it depends on which, whether you have arms use or legs use. Most paraplegics have the use of their arms. But, you know, do you know? I mean, we all know. We've watched the Paralympics. We've watched uh, these. We get some very, very, very fit paraplegics out there. So when you see people without legs running marathons, doing wheelchair marathons, and you have the full use of all of your legs and arms and stuff like that, it kind of is an excuse elimination thing if you have any honesty within yourself. So without much further ado and very little further talking from me, I'm going to turn it over to her, who's probably feeling very relieved that she actually knows what we're talking about. (laughs) So if you're thinking about, uh, first of all, since you're listening to a prepping podcast, This is cast in the sense of, why would a prepper bother? And the two basic reasons that a prepper would bother to do this is, one, to make yourself basically more healthy to reduce medical needs. Because there's absolutely no better medical prep than to prepare yourself to not need medical help. Because it's always going to be a problem in practically any kind of emergency to get high-quality medical care. So the less you need, the better. So part of this is about keeping yourself so you don't develop the chronic conditions, so you manage the chronic conditions in ways that don't require you to need medical care. That's one part. The other part is some kinds of emergencies require a heck of a lot more physical effort than a lot of us do in our day-to-day living. And if you're going to be able to do that, Ah, if only I had a nickel for every time I had explained to someone that needs are not mechanisms. The fact that you are 20 miles from home does not make you physically capable of walking 20 miles. Yes, you may need to get home, but that doesn't mean that you can walk home because you may not be able to. And 20 miles to be, oh, I can walk 20 miles. Can you? When's the last time you did it? Really, seriously. Can you can you do it in the shoes and the clothing that you're on, in the weather conditions that you're in, facing the challenges that you're going to have to face in that 20 miles? Can you do it? If you need to go out of the way to get around the, around problem situations, like walk out into the fields, walk up valleys and ditches and and things like that, can you physically do it? That's a good question. And getting halfway home and getting stuck there can be a very bad option. So... For the first part, keeping yourself as healthy as possible. Single biggest thing is cardiovascular fitness. Keep the heart strong. And yes, the heart is a muscle. It does literally get stronger when you use it, like every other muscle. Uh, It also does some other cool things like develop more capillaries and get more reserve capacity and recover from harm better and other cool stuff. But it's going to get stronger when you use it. The blood vessels, well, you're going to develop more of them when you exercise. You're going to put more red blood cells in them so you can get more oxygen around to those tissues that need them. And you're going to keep the vessels pliable so your blood pressure stays down, and that's, and you're going to improve your use of glucose. So if you do regular cardiovascular exercise, what you're going to do for yourself is help keep your blood pressure down and reduce your chances of high blood pressure, and all the debilitating and killing diseases that come along with that. Little things like heart disease, stroke, kidney failure, that lot. You're going to strongly reduce your risk 
of diabetes mellitus, which is really, really common in the U.S., and all of its nasty side effects, which include things like heart disease, stroke, kidney failure, blindness, amputation. I could go on, but you get the picture. It's not cool. And you're going to make it a lot less likely that you have um, heart disease. So, all those things from aerobic exercise. Uh, how much is enough? A couple of guiding principles. Some is better than none. Split up into short bouts is pretty much as good as long sessions. So if you want to go for a 15-minute walk in the morning and a 15-minute walk at lunch and a 15-minute walk in the evening, that does you just as much good as a really annoying and boring 45 minutes at a time on a trainer, as long as when you're walking, you're seriously walking and not just strolling casually and uh, watching your phone as you walk at a mile and a half per hour. So Why are you looking at me when I say that? I don't watch my phone. I <laughs> may walk slow. But. I look at people when I talk, and you're the only other person in the car. So, so she's looking at me like, <laughs> walking and looking at your phone. I don't do that. <laughs> no, that was not aimed at Salty here, who, in fact, does go to the gym very regularly. Right. I do not like to walk. When he can't uh, ride his bike outside. I hate walking. I despise walking. But I do like to ride my bike, my bicycle. Not a, It's not a motorcycle. It's a bicycle. You have to work for a living on this one. But I will go to the gym. Now, we have had a very unfortunate event happen to us in our lives where they built a brand new state-of-the-art <laughs> gym a block from our house. So, yeah, we have no excuse to not go to the gym. It's a block from our house. Even when there's snow and ice on the ground, we can get two blocks. Yeah. And we do. Even if I have to drive it. <laughs> And sometimes I do. I mean, if it's pouring rain, I'm not going to I don't know, drive it. I admit it. Always open. Key card entry. That's right. Yep. 24-7, baby. There's no excuse. So, some is better than none. Most least. Yeah. More is better and harder is better to a point. And the point is that if you start to overtrain, one, if you're spending more time than you can really spare. And I'm not... A lot of people say they don't have time when they mean I don't want to make time. So you got to be honest with yourself about that. Because this is an important health prep. If you're not making time for it, well, you're not then you're not prepping as well as you could, frankly. So you, everybody decides where, they're, where they want to spend their precious time. But it's something you have to schedule in to make happen if it's going to happen. Nobody just magically has enough time laying around to do it. But if it makes you unable to have enough time to do other things you absolutely need to do, okay, that's too much. If you find yourself getting injured more often, being worn down more often, uh, exercise done regularly with proper amounts of rust will usually make you feel more energetic than you were before you started the exercise program. If it's making you feel like a worn-out, wrung-out wash rag every day, then it's time for a day off. If every bit of you hurts, it's probably time for a day off. I take you, you, most weeks I take a day off, and I'm 
I'm not big on days off because it gets hard to restart. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I'm giving her the, me the 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 eye. Uh, yeah, I, I she's. I had to use my fingers. Comes in there, drumming my fingers on her thigh, because she's only you know a size four, size six, <laughs> and she's very very thin, healthily so, and a big fat liar. <laughs> She'll go weeks a at a time without taking a day off. She'll sit around feeling guilty on her days off that she's not doing it. I know I'll sleep better if I get some exercise. Junkie. I know I'll feel better in, in other ways if I she's exercise. She's a junkie. Not that I'm... There's, if you're going to be a junkie, being an exercise junkie is, is one of the better, more healthy ways of doing it. But she's a junkie. Let's be fair. Let's be honest. I don't think so. But most people, are flank, frankly, are not at risk of overdoing it. No, I'm not. Actually, I, I sometimes am because my knees are not what they used to be. My knees have a lot of miles in them. You know, when I say my knees have a lot of miles in them, I'm not joking. My knees have a lot of miles in them. I ro- I've tens ro- of thousands bike, is a lot. Tens and tens of thousands of miles on a bicycle. Uh, my biggest year was over 7,800 miles on a bicycle. And this is in Missouri, where it's unrideable five months a year. <laughs> that I'll tell you. That was a big year on a bicycle. That's a lot of miles. And so, you know, I have to kind of watch the knees. They're the extenuating factor. And if I kind of baby my knees, I usually take two days off a week and work go, go five days and uh, I have minimums that I have to reach. A minimum calories burned on a on a, uh, on a uh, exercise bike at the gym, and they're not really reflective of the amount of calories that I do burn. But it's it's a it's a constant. It's a it's a goal that you can keep yeah. an eye on. And I have a go. certain amount of time that I have to go. Yep. And I don't really want to mention that time because I don't really. It does my time does not translate to what your time should be. But as, um, as a general rule, and then I have I you know I have to I have to feel a certain way I have to be have a certain level of sweat, I have to have a certain level of, of heart rate to know that I'm actually doing I actually set my my resistance at at least this level because I know that that this level for this amount of time burning that amount of calories will get me where I need to be, and that's what I do. And then I set this up. I get there, and then I put on a distraction. If you know what your goal is ahead of time, then it's something that'll get done even on days when you don't love it. And none of us loves it every day. Lots of times I'll go over my goals. Because my, my goals are minimums. I, do, I, I very rarely go to the minimum and stop. Uh, the entertainment that I watch, I'll be honest with you what it is. It's NFL I'm a, I'm a football guy. NFL Game Pass, game replays. I watch NFL games, and I watch them with the all the timeouts, and they watch the condensed version. And they last, they're over, well, I'm, they're, there's virtually none of them under 20 minutes. They last 35 to 40 minutes, so I'll watch a game, okay? And I'll have a hit a certain amount of calories that I have to do before I can stop. And I know because it's got the, the built-in heart rate monitor, which isn't particularly accurate, but it's close enough. I know about what my heart rate needs to be. It has to be over a hundred. Well, I don't. My my details don't matter 
because they're for me. My fitness level is my fitness level, and your fitness level will be your fitness level. And this is where the individual thing comes in, because none of us are the same. None of us have the same needs. None of us have the same starting point from where we're at physically. None of us have the same ending point from where we want to be physically. None of us are the same age. We're not the same weight. We're not the same. uh, We don't have the same metabolisms. So this is all kind of something you have to work out on your own or get help. There's a lot of physical trainers out there who can help you. Very good people. Um, You just need to find one that matches what it is you're trying to do. And if you're concerned that people at the gym are looking at you and judging you, I'm one of those people who've been going quite regularly. Actually, I was a couch potato through my 20s. I've been going quite regularly when I couldn't get outside to exercise since I was 30-ish. So for the last 20 years or so. If I judge anybody at at a gym, I'm like, you go, girl, you're here. That's the important part. So I know a lot of people feel un- some uncomfortableness about that, but it's more in a creation of their own minds than it is in reality. Absolutely. I'm glad to see them there. Everybody starts from where they are. Uh, I, one of the ways I always look at it, because I'm not a physical specimen in any way, shape, or form. I'm just an, I'm an old, chubby, you know, just bleh kind of physical guy. I am. I admit it. But I go into the gym, and you know the difference between me and my pudgy ugh, body self and the guy sitting home with the couch is? I'm getting something done, and he's sitting home on the couch. That's the difference. I went in. I made the effort. And, and it shows when and it shows the when you get my When you get my blood results back, yeah. when you look at my blood, my blood tests. They often look at them again. Again, like they look I, at his I get body the weirdest and they look. look. They look at me stuff. and they're like, really? "How is this possible? Your cholesterol is like ridiculous, and you're ridiculously uh, low. Really, uh, yeah, ridiculously <laughs> low, and and all of these things are just. How is this possible? Your blood sugar, you should be like falling diabetic. over diabetic, <laughs> and you're not. How is this possible? Well, maybe it's the you know 45 minutes worth of exercise every day has something to do with it. 45 minutes of cardio exercise that is, or longer. Many days in the summer, I go a lot longer than that. Also, weightlifting is very good for you for other reasons, but yes. I'm mostly putting that in the second category. Yeah, that's especially, now we're going to give a caveat here. Weightlifting is especially important for the ladies. Yes. And we'll come back to that. Bone strength. It, it's not the, you know, we go to the gym. Are you, are you ready to kick on the second point or where you need to finish up first? Uh, go on. Okay, you go. we go to the gym and... You know, we see the guys, the guys who bring their supplements. These are the guys. These are the weightlifting guys. You know, the guys who are, are over there and they got the free weights going and they're doing, oh, ah, screaming and lifting and all that kind of stuff, showing off for each other. And that's fine. I don't care. That's good. Whatever. Whatever makes you happy. If that, if, if, if that's what you do, that's, you're not hurting anybody at all doing it. Go make yourself happy. Absolutely. Do it. Absolutely. They're there. You know, you bring in five gallon buckets of of whey supplement. Yeah, okay, that's your, a little funny. Okay. I admit. <laughs> and you mix up your mix up your drinks, and you you got all that going on, and that's fine. Okay, those are the guys we think of when we think about the gym. What we really need to be thinking of is the little old lady with the osteoporosis bent over back. And how you and your wife and your children and your your whatever 
don't want to be that little old lady. Yeah. And I, how do you not get to be that little old lady? Well, she's going to tell you. I weight lift twice a week. I don't enjoy it. I've never enjoyed it. But I'm a fine-boned small woman, and I want to walk upright when I'm 90. And the only way that's going to happen is if I maintain my bone strength, and the only way that's going to happen is if I stress my bones by weightlifting exercise. The only time I don't go twice a week to lift weights is sometimes during the summer when I'm doing a lot of heavy manual garden work or hauling a lot of wood around when I'm doing weightlifting the old-fashioned way, basically. So weights is actually a, a transition thing. For women especially, it's a health thing. Keep your metabolic rate up by, by lifting the weights, but mostly to keep your bone strength up by stressing the bones. But what it's transitioning to, the other half of the equation, is being able to do what you think you might, what your plans call for you being able to do in an emergency. Maybe you're talking about being able to bug out and get a certain distance to your bug out location or at least get out of a metropolitan area. If you're in a metropolitan area and something bad happens, uh, I sure don't want to be in one of those places. Your, your opinions may differ, but I wouldn't want to. So you have a plans for a way to get out, being physically capable of doing those plans. And the last thing you want to do is, oh, the problem has hit. I am ready to get out. Here, let me heft my bug out bag and go. Oh, I wrenched my back picking up my bug out bag. And now I feel half crippled and I think I need to try and walk all day for days on end. That's a really bad start. You don't want to be there. Being strong is and uh, supple because... I think everybody should be stretching as well as lifting the weights. It greatly reduces your risk of injury. And being fit enough to do what you want to do greatly reduces your risk of injury when you have to do the work. Uh, for in the common Missouri parlance, it might be shoveling a lot of snow and stuff. A lot of, a lot of heart attacks happen when people try and shovel snow. Is it because shoveling snow is inherently dangerous? No, actually, it's rather good for you in general. It's a really bad idea to go from sitting on a couch all the time to trying to shovel a whole lot of snow in one day. Because while you were sitting on the couch, you got yourself teetering on the edge of a heart attack. And then when you stress yourself, you will kick over the edge of the, heart, of the uh, cliff and have the event. So uh, maybe your plans are to be able to heat the place with wood. Can you cut and carry the wood? Can you do it if you don't have gasoline to run a chainsaw, or if you don't have a chainsaw, or if the chainsaw is broke or whatever? Uh, if you plan to raise your own food, can you dig a garden? So our plan, if we needed to get to the place, which is our out-of-town place to stay if we need to, if we need to get there, our plan is to ride our bicycles. If we can't drive. Are we fit enough to ride our bicycles the X many miles that it takes to get there? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. How do I know this? Because I rode that many miles last year. That's in a how, day. In a day. That's how I know it. Yeah. And, you know, I rode it on a bicycle with a saddlebag on it. 
so yeah, I could I could do it. It uh, wouldn't be a lot of fun. It wouldn't it's be a lot of really fun. Hilly we, and uh, yeah, but it's, who it's, knows what the weather would be like? But we know we could do it because it's not far outside of the range of what we regularly do in training. When I need to cut wood or dig holes for trees or stuff, I'm not worried about hurting myself doing it because I do that sort of the physical thing enough. It doesn't even make me particularly sore the next day. So, Can I talk about a fallacy? Sure. You talk about things like cutting wood, okay? You talk about cutting wood. Yeah. And a lot of times people think, well, you know, so what, man? I went out and cut a quarter of wood when I was a... You know, when I was in my 20s, I cut a quarter of wood by with an axe, and it t- took me a blank amount of time, and no big deal, right? Well, you're not in your 20s anymore. You weren't that guy. You're probably not nearly as fit as you, unless you are working at it. You're probably not as fit as you were when you were younger. This is a thing that happens to most of us. Not all, certainly. And yes, there are exceptions. You may be a workout person. And if you're a workout person, you're just probably nodding your head and agreeing with what we're saying. Because unless you are physically out there working out cardiovascularly, you are probably not as fit as you were when you were younger. And here's the other part of the fallacy. A lot of people work hard every day. They lift a lot of weight. They work hard. They work with their hands. They work in a machine shop. They work... Uh, in a garage, they work do do physical labor, and Ooh, they're stop. strong. Yeah. Oh. That may be true, but that is not cardiovascular working out. That's not what we're talking about. That will not cut it. That'll help you cut the wood, but it it'll won't help, help you, you walk the, all day. Right, but it'll help you cut the wood to get the wood chopped, but it won't help you cut the wood for hours on end at a, at an elevated heart rate pace. It won't help you bug out because you need the you need the blood pumping, not just the strength to do a one time and then you're done. I told you I'm a football guy. And there's a couple different kinds of things in football, a couple different kinds of ways that people are fit. People like a defensive lineman need to be explosive and have that big first explosive wham. But you watch them, and they can play down after down of wham, 10 seconds, wham, 5 seconds, wham, 7 seconds. Good, they're done. They walk back. But then you watch them try to run down the field following a, following a breakaway play. And they're dead by the time they hit the 100-yard the mark. It's a different kind of fitness. They're very, very, very fit. They're NFL fit, but it's a different kind of fitness, and you got to keep that yeah. in mind. Me personally, I will not make any emergency plans that require very quick explosive action on my part because I have none of that. I was never genetically inclined, and it's the first thing to go when you start aging, and I'm over 50. I'm worse at it now than I used to be, and I was always bad, so I just don't make that part of my plan. So you got to make what you're able to do match your plan. And for many people's plans that I've heard them talking about, that would require a higher level fit of fitness than it seems that they currently have. And you don't want to have to start it after the emergency starts because the risk of injury is highest right when you start. 
sort of bring it a bit of the sports analogy because sports works really well with what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Spice participated in a or has participated in a sport for years and years and years. And one of the things people do to get ready to play that sport is they have to they have to go through some basic testing to make sure that they can do it. And there's this one test in particular where the athletes have to um, do a certain amount of travel a certain amount of distance in a certain amount of time. Well, five minutes, isn't it? Yep. Okay, five minutes. Five minutes sustained effort test. Five minutes sustained effort test. It was always funny watching her take this against with against all the other people. Boy, men and women are both both involved. So, and you know, because she she'd start out and she's chugging right along and she's at a pretty decent pace. But then she's been these young young whippersnappers are going past her like she's sitting still. And they're doing laps. They're doing laps. And then a minute in, they're starting to slow down. The people who really went out and just killed it are starting to slow down. Spice be chugging away. Same exact pace. Two minutes into it, you know, they're really starting to slow down. Spice pounding along at the same exact quick but not sprinting pace. Three minutes down, four minutes down, you got it. Four minutes down, most of these people are dying. And little juggernaut here is crushing their will to live because she's 20 to 25 years older than they are and going around there like it's nothing. Not even breathing hard. That's a lie. Okay, breathing Big hard. But, you know, well, you know, but... But I'm not dying because the cardiovascular fitness translates from other things that I do. Right. What I'm saying is that's because a lot of people train for one thing, whereas the test requires another. And a lot of people fail the test until they have to work themselves up to it. A lot of very fit people fail the test. And in fact, my team had a had a reputation that way. We weren't an amazingly good team. We didn't no. have a lot of talent. No. A, a lot of the team was not particularly talented. Most, especially including me, was not particularly talented. Or big. And so, or big. And or you know, big. it's a contact sport. This makes con- a difference. It's a collision sport, frankly. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and big makes a difference. Big has a big has a, a quality all quality its own. Zone. <laughs> yeah, it, it's quality we lacked. So we would often get beat all through the first half. And then we would often... Well, we would usually win the second half. Sometimes we'd end up winning the game. Sometimes we wouldn't. But would often uh, score more points in the second half than the opponents. And often come back and win because we could keep it up for the whole game. And they weren't able to do that. So think about what your plans really require. And that probably means some strength training for everybody to reduce your risk of injury. And it probably requires some cardiovascular fitness, especially if you intend to walk for a lot. And there's there's some, you know, straight up muscle training it takes to to walk for that long, particularly with a pack on. And wearing a pack makes a difference. I wear a pack a lot when I I walk around town and I seek out hills and stuff like that. But he get but he gives me funny looks. I tell them the complete truth that I have a friend who likes to hike and I want to be in condition to go hiking with her and not slow her down 
she's younger than I am. So, everybody gets that, and it no longer looks weird when they hear that. People, you know, when we talk about things like OPSEC, just give them an excuse. Have it, in fact, if it's truth, the truth, that's even, that's just great. Just give them, but give them something they can, they can readily understand that has nothing to do with prepping or nothing weird. Like, oh yeah, we're going hiking and I better be able to carry that pack. Or, you know, it's like we always say about our place, you know, yeah, you and I both know it's a bug out place, but what, what it is, oh, that's where we go hunting. I put in a fishing pond out there for, for us so we can go to the weekends and fish. I like to hang out there with the wildlife. Sure. It's a hundred percent. You know, this area hunting, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a really great deer hunting, uh, bow hunting land. That's what I tell people. Yeah. Oh, the bow hunting there is unbelievable. It's perfectly set up for it. And they go, oh, yeah. Hey, we're, we are passing the blessed machine yes. right now. Oh, the blessed there it is. drink machine. The blessed drink machine. It's even a Gatorade a machine. Po- previous podcast. <laughs> There is the blessed. We're driving right past the blessed machines. So Ice cold drink if just you are prepped with the right coins in your pocket. So you know we're 15 miles from home. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's its own reward and it's its own punishment. Now, how do you get started? How do you get started? Well, you just start. You start where you are, and. Be, take pride and heart from the fact that you're doing the right thing by getting started. You don't go so hard and set your goals so high that you go out really hard one day and hurt yourself or you're terribly sore the next day and can't convince yourself to do it again. It's about keeping after it. So you start where you are. You start with what you can do. Uh, you think about what you actually want to accomplish with it. I find it very helpful to have a minimum goal for each day because some days I it's really love it bike ride on a beautiful day oh yeah i might do four times as much as i as the minimum i had in mind cold and windy and i just don't feel like it that day i'll do the minimum but i'll get it done because i had a concrete plan in mind and i'll feel good about myself when it's when it's done it's a nice feeling of accomplishment all right now that's the dude let me give you the don't well, actually, I'll let her give you the don't. She doesn't even know I'm going to bring it up till I do. You ready? Cheer. Don't be the Valentine's gym person. <laughs> if you are a member of a gym, you've probably seen the phenomenon that right after people make their New Year's resolutions, the gym gets exceptionally crowded for a while. And uh, it's very crowded until Valentine's Day, and then a lot of the people evaporate. It's almost like flicking a switch. It'll be keeping after it is the main thing. Yeah, now, I've got to give I got to give our gym credit. I don't I don't love it when I'm there. I'm the only person there, but I know that can't pay the bills that way. It is a community gym, so you know it's it is community supported. It's not a it's not a for profit. But I know they have trouble paying the bills when nobody when nobody goes. But man, it's been busy lately. I mean, it's been busy lately. Yep, because uh, some groups, especially, have gotten together. There's uh, two different groups of uh, male weightlifters that I've noticed. Yeah, and there's uh, a kind of fluid group. Sometimes it's two groups. Sometimes it's one big group of uh, women who split their time between cardio and weightlifting, who regularly come together because. Having some uh, mutual support 
makes life a lot easier for many people. A lot of people do best when they have somebody to go with them and somebody to keep them accountable and somebody to distract them. Uh, so if you're that person, absolutely get a buddy because that helps a, a large number of people. I don't do that so much because, frankly, I don't know of any other women in my town who do a lot of biking. Not what I would call a lot of biking. And I don't have a very good match partners there, but sometimes I'll have one for weightlifting. It, uh, there's a, a gym I go to in the town where I work where there's a, a lot bigger college crowd. And you can see their spike right before spring break. No. They're getting fit. They're getting buff. Just go down to PCB, baby. Except for they don't really go there anymore because they changed the laws. Yeah, they don't let you drink on the beach anymore. And Panama City Beach became less popular as a spring break destination. <laughs> yeah, that was a okay. And this is our one digression because we 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 spend a lot of time in Panama City Beach in the winter. When it's and really yeah, cheap I mean, and the ocean is still there. Yeah, the ocean's it's really cool. It's a beautiful time to go and it's dirt cheap. Dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. I mean, like, ridiculously cheap to spend time in Panama City Beach. And it's a really great place to do New Year's, too. Uh, New Year's on at Panama City Beach is the experience. I highly recommend it. But long story short, they banned the alcohol a couple of years ago, and it crushed spring break. Just crushed it. And, you know, you would think most people would be really unhappy about that. And the business people are very much of two minds. Because a town like Destin, which is just up the beach, uh, they also did the same thing years ago. And although Destin lost their spring breakers, overall, it ended up being a better... They got the epi crowd instead. Yeah, they got the, 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 which the crowd. Which doesn't tear as much stuff up. Yeah. They don't tear as much stuff up. They don't... They're they not, they're spend the, more the, money on things there for a week. Yeah. And they're not just college kids who really don't have that much money. <laughs> they get much higher. You know, you, you, instead of having all the money go to seaside and watercolor. Yeah. Okay. You wanted the most non-prepping. <laughs> we did. A, we actually did a podcast on this. It never aired because I didn't get it on this. I'll probably put it on next winter because it's a winter type podcast. But you wanted the least possible prepping community in America. <laughs> Watercolor Florida. Trust me on this one. No, I think the one all the way out on the barrier island was. Oh, yeah. There, where is that? Um, uh, Seabreeze. 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 Yeah, out on the end of the end of the barrier island. Uh, yeah. Nobody will think you're a prepper there because they get washed away by every hurricane that comes along. <laughs> yeah. And no prepper would build there. Pretty much the streets are painted red and white to make the whole place look like a better target for hurricanes. <laughs> <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> Gulf Breeze. The barrier islands that protect the mainland from the hurricanes. Yeah, let's build our house there. <laughs> and, and be able to get off only on one big, long bridge. Yeah, that'd be cool. Full of all these other people trying to get off the island, and then we get into the city of Pensacola and then have to get off through the people of a... No. It's a great idea. Not, no. Okay. Anyway, so, that's a little bit of a digression there. We're allowed one per podcast. So think about your goals and go out there and get them. It does cost time and it does cost effort. But uh, for one, it is, I, I've heard it in 17 different places, 17 different medical settings, 
the single most effective and underused medical prescription in the United States is regular exercise. I've heard it from heart doctors, from diabetes people, from people who are talking about avoiding or curing depression. It, regular exercise is actually as effective as prescription medications for depression, if you can get people to do it. So think about what it is you want and go for that. Don't you want to know the truth? The truth is, I still don't want to go to the gym tonight, but I'm going. I feel you. I'm going to go tomorrow morning and lift weights, and I don't want to do that either. I don't want to go to but the gym will. tonight, but I'm going. Because I didn't do enough today. I didn't. There are days, there are days when I can do enough. I can walk a lot of miles unintentionally. And yeah, okay, that'll do. I, I mean, I'll, if I walk for an hour and do, you know, stand around, walk, all that kind of stuff for an hour, yeah, that's close enough. I mean, that's doesn't really get my heart rate up that much, but it does other things. It builds strength. It builds core. Okay, that'll do. I was active enough. But if I mostly sit in the car and talk into the microphone, that's not going to do it. My jaw may be tired, but the, <laughs> but ratcheting the jaw is not. It, it may make a stronger jaw, but it's not really enough. Ooh, that's a yawn. I'm yawning. See? More energy after you exercise. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Once you get in the habit of it, it does increase your energy. Oh, wife of mine, you come up with some some really bizarre things. They may be true, but that doesn't mean they're not weird. <laughs> It is true, and that doesn't mean they're not weird. I couldn't make up some of this stuff. Okay, we're starting to babble, so we're going to hang this one up. See ya. Bye.